Gentlemen, you realize you've been found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it! You've got Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? They may look innocent. <laughs> but if you think babies don't know what's going on, they're going to give you an education. That what we hear is baby talk. Tick tack and sushi. It's actually conversation. Don't have a cow, Basil. Your syntax is chosen. It's because he watches television all the time. We just don't understand them. And if Dr. Kinder has her way, their genius will be her claim to fame. Every child will be educated in the Kinder method. Either you're with her or with us. This is Dr. Kinder we're talking about, not Dr. Frankenstein. Decide. Let's kick butt. He's out. TriStar Pictures presents... We're gonna train. We're going on a train! The story of what can happen when babies know too much. <laughs> speak too well. I gotta get a disguise. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Smoking. And get a little too big for their diapers. Get the baby! Whoa, you the one, baby! Get ready. Naps are history. I don't know what you're feeding that kid, but we're gonna get some. Kathleen Turner, Christopher Lloyd, Kim Cattrall, and Allie McBeal's Peter McNichol. Baby geniuses. <laughs> Have you said dad yet? Nah, that's so stupid. Say it, you'll go nuts. Okay. Dad <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, once again brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. As per usual, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And guys, we got to watch Baby Geniuses today. Boo. Oh boy. A movie, another movie from my childhood, from uh, the year 1999. Jeez. I did see this when I was a wee lad. Oh my god. I, um... I didn't like it then. I definitely don't like it now. Oh, no, God, no. And, yeah, so, had either of you seen this one before? No. Nope. You your I remember when it came out. I do, too. And I remember when the sequel came out. Because they had a big advertising yeah. push. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, is a, this, is, this might be, like, one of the biggest studio movies we've had on the list so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would yes. agree. This was a, a huge Hollywood film. I yeah. would consider this probably the closest thing we've come to as far as, like, theater Rex would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as like the type of humor, the mm-hmm. comedy, like the production value, etc. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I would say that had I known nothing about this movie, the cast may have interested in me enough in seeing it. Oh, oh absolutely. 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 But not so no. much now in <laughs> no. hindsight. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. no. And I'm sure every single one of those actors feels the same way. Oh, well, I can personally say that there's at least one of those actors that has a worse movie coming up on our list. It better um, not be my hobo in a barn. 
I, I know who your hobo in a barn is. I, I, I am like 99% sure I know who your hobo in a barn oh, God, is. I, I hope know. it's the same as mine. Okay, yeah. fine. Uh, so, Ziv, can we get the IMDb description for this piece of shit? <clears throat> Dr. Elena Kinder and Dr. Heap work for Babyco, the world's leading manufacturer in baby products. What the public doesn't know, however, is that Dr. Kinder and Dr. Heap are secretly working on cracking the code to baby talk, which is actually a highly sophisticated language which allows babies to communicate the knowledge of the secrets of the universe with which they are born. Problems arise when Sly, the smartest of the babies, escapes from the lab and unites the babies of the outside world to help free the babies trapped in the lab. Kinder and Heap must find Sly before it is too late. And see, I would say that's kind of spoiler territory, but we're told that in through awkward exposition within the first five minutes of the fucking movie. So awkward. Yeah. We open up on Baby Genius Incorporated. Can I I just... I got to... And it starts. It it starts (laughs) because, first of all, TriStar is one of my favorite... Production companies. Oh, my God. Wow. TriStar. I Mm -hmm. I try... Oh, I, I love, you know the I, logo with the yeah, flying with the, Pegasus oh coming God. up with the so, triangle underneath. So the second yeah, the TriStar the logo got, went up, I was like, no, come on. So immediately I was disheartened just from the TriStar logo. So, sorry. <laughs> that's where that's where it started to go downhill for me. So there you go. You, yeah. you bastard you unicorn, bastard. you. Pegasus. Uh, so we cut to a... A baby genius incorporated helicopter. I'm thinking, all right, is this the opening title already? It's it's kind of weird. I mean, we get it eventually, but I was like, is this yeah. this is a really terrible way to introduce your movie? And we go from that into a ton of just awkward close-ups. My God, this was getting nauseating for me. It yeah. was just bad. Apparently, this this is lab, and there's this guy named Sylvester who we don't know yet who has escaped. Mm-hmm. And they're on like the grounds, they're on the top floor, and they're trying to find this. It's, it's in- all very military-ish, right? Right. Yeah. Covert yeah. sort of stuff. Exactly. And yes. we're seeing these POV shots of this individual of smaller height running. Okay, fuck it. It's a baby, and there's no way yeah. that we wouldn't have put it together that it's obviously a baby that they're chasing. We know the movie that we're going to see. Exactly. It's called. So I don't know why they're trying to set it up like some big surprise that hey, it's an infant. Oh, not even an infant. It's a baby that's running across the grounds. Whoop, well, there we go. The baby's name is Sylvester. And then every time you see him in this opening shot, he's escaping from people. He's being pursued, and he's mm-hmm. in danger. And this actor cannot stop fucking smiling. Oh, he's smiling through the whole thing. Yeah. Guys, yeah. like, I know it's kind of coming down on the age here, but, like, my God, these child actors just fucking sucked. <laughs> There. Well, and and that's this is when it became obvious that it's going to be one of those is like, oh, okay, so I see what we're going to do here. We're going to have like pr- probably uh, small people as the body, and then they're going to come back and digitally insert the baby's head on top of it. One of those things. And it's also going to be one of those where the babies were just doing whatever they were doing, and let's film it, and then we'll go back and try to fix it in post and edit it so that it looks, yeah. it makes some sort of continuity, uh, but no. Yeah. It, the it kid was, was smiling through this whole escape scene. It was like, He's oh. being chased by men with machine guns, and he he's just like, ha, 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 ha. And if they wanted to do like a look who's talking sort of thing, right? Yeah. That I never kid, thought I'd say that uh, Look Who's Talking was a better movie. I'll tell you what, though. Yes, that was. kid was adorable. 
Yeah. And I bought that kid. Yeah. I mm-hmm. bought nearly, I may have bought one or two of these kids. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. But they were, oh my God. And this kid was played by triplets. Yeah, there were three of them. Mm-hmm. There were three bad actors in this movie, oh at least. God. Then we cut to some some really terrible CGI fights here because, again, they're showcasing, hey, look at our awesome special effects for 1999. We can make it look like a baby's fighting these people. No. Nope. Because he's, like, grabbing onto people. He's, like, doing kung fu shit. He's throwing them over his shoulder, which that makes sense. And this is no one of sense. my pet peeves. What's that? This kind of CGI bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I hate this. Oh, man. Exactly. I hate it. But when you superimpose lips and faces on somebody else oh yeah this movie yeah Yeah, they're digitally manipulating the baby's faces to make them their eyebrows make funny poses yeah and to make their mouth move like they're actually talking and it's just my my uncanny valley was just being triggered throughout this entire fucking movie no yeah no so he's he 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 takes the guards out and then he's stopped in his tracks because christopher lloyd shows up oh my god and he stops because what, what's the story? He's the most intimidating looking of yeah. all. Is he, though? I guess it, it, is he, though? That, I, out of all the guys that were there, I, I, because uh, the way they made him look. I, I think there's, the, the implication was that he's a scary guy. And yeah. he's, this is the only guy that Sly is actually scared of. But the sad thing is, is that he's not that scary in this movie. No, he's like, not. Well, no. And this is only a couple years after he played uh, Von Doom. In, or, wait, no. Judge. <laughs> he played Judge Doom. Yeah. In Roger uh, I'd see that movie. Well, uh, hell yeah. Oh, that movie is so good. Uh, he was much scarier He was in that. terrifying, oh, in, that terrifying in that movie. And that's not too far off from this movie when it was made so I don't know why he couldn't I mean maybe it was too intense I don't know maybe the kid cry I don't care at least well, be maybe they wanted acting. spoiler alert everybody Fuck it. Kathleen Turner to be more villainous than Heap was but they're different characters that's all like you know it's like they are. I don't, yeah they are but I you know but she she's the public face of the company exactly. and he's the one right. almost behind he's the one pulling the strings oh, behind the yeah. curtain you know yeah. yeah you can still get the scary contrast with that sure but it's because Christopher Lloyd decides to come outside and look at him. He's like, okay, I'm going to turn myself in. So, womp womp, the game's through. Yeah. Apparently, okay, so he's apparently escaped through 25 stories underground. That's how deep this laboratory is. So, for one, right. we have, like, the Umbrella Corporation shit going on with us. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Like, what else, what's on the other, on these other floors? Do they have, like, you know, are there teenage geniuses? Are there, you know... Who knows? Who knows? They never mention what other things are going on in this yeah, secret they facility. They just say that they're like the foremost uh, producer of baby products. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and also, this is like, and because shortly after this, we get the really awkward exposition of what this company is really up to. But it just, it this started the whole thing for me of like, why do they keep contradicting themselves? It's like, why is he going to say, can you explain to me how you let a baby get, you know, escape from 25 floors underground and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but you're raising them to be geniuses. The movie is called baby geniuses. You are raising like the most intelligent beings on the planet and you don't understand how he escaped from your underground lab. 
They are only geniuses when it's convenient for the plot. Well, exactly. Yes. Even the baby's that's contradict. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. That is exactly right. The babies contradict themselves too in that regard. It's oh like we gosh. don't know how to do something. Absolutely. Well, you, you the know, whole movie does. Uh, nothing happens in this movie except because the script needs it to. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. <sighs> And again, like I know this is a movie aimed for children. Well, I don't. What is the demographic for this fucking movie? I have no idea. That is a great question. No idea. That is the biggest. That's like the number one question I had because I thought, oh, this is going to be a silly family comedy, blah blah blah. There is cussing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even by Sly, one of the babies cusses. There's and there's references to shit too. Like like they reference Austin Powers at one point. Like this is a movie that it, oh my gosh, this kids should see. There there is a sexual innuendo between the babies. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, what are you? What is happening right now? That's when oh man, oh, I, I, that's I nearly I, went off the rails. Yeah. I almost stopped watching the movie at that point. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yep. about. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, as you said, Zip, so Chris Lloyd basically goes back to the lab and then just, then just starts, he's like, tell me about Baby Co., the, yeah, co- you know, the company this, I work for. This computer program, which the program itself starts explaining, oh, you are Dr. Heap and your partner is Dr. <laughs> Kinder and you run this company and, and you've got this thing going on. But also you have this underground lair where you're secretly developing these baby geniuses. It explains the entire plot. This computer. He has to ask the computer to explain to him what their mission is. Yes. And I'm like, why? It, this is the laziest and worst way to present this exposition in a movie. And this it is still doesn't horrendous. Really it, doesn't also, it also doesn't explain what the fuck the kinder method is. Yeah. No, it still it doesn't, doesn't explain no, what no. they're doing. It doesn't explain what they're doing. Or how they're doing it. And this movie never figures it out. And you know, I think the only no. significant piece of information they actually do tell us in this is that Sly and Wit, these are twins, twin babies that, uh, that were separated at birth. Mm-hmm. One was uh, kept for the kinder method and the other one was used to, it was given to a family, adopted into a family who happens to be, what, what, the mother of which happens to be the niece of the owner of Kinder. Right. Dr. Kinder. Right. Well, Dr. Yes. Elena Kinder. Yeah, they say it was a specially selected surrogate, okay, mm-hmm. That gave birth to these twins. So that's the only time we ever hear about this birth mom. Yes. That's it. That's it. Specially selected surrogate. Okay. Birth mom's out. Thanks. And it begs the question, you know, again, this is exposition is so awkward, but would it have really been that hard to tell us throughout the plot and reveal to us that these two just happen to be twins? Are we really going to be completely lost if we see the same looking actor, uh, the same actor... Right, or, right. You know, one of the triplets in this case yep. with a different family and a different shot. We could, we're not idiots. No. Well, but this movie just decided to treat us like idiots the entire yeah, it time. Did because it said it's like it's it's imperative that no one ever finds out that they are actually twins. Yeah. Especially the twins themselves. I'm like, right. why is this like Blood Brothers? Is there a foretold prophecy right. that if one, if either one ever finds out that they were once a pair, they both will automatically die? Yeah. Is that? I mean, oh, what the fuck would, is going on right that now? That would have made this movie so much. <laughs> Seriously, better. it was like, what? What's going to happen if they find out they're actually twins? Right. Is, is the world going to stop revolving? Is the, I mean, what's going to happen? Yeah. And, nothing. 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 There's no consequence. No. Especially when you learn what crossing over is, but we'll get to that. Oh God, with John Edwards. 
<laughs> that would have made it better. Uh, and and well, another thing that pissed me off in the in the exposition scene was the computer says that Wit was adopted out to Dr. Kinder's niece. I wrote this down. Her niece and her niece's husband, Dr. Dan Bobbins. So we don't even get her name. I had to look up her this actress, uh, Kim Cattrall. Is Kim it? Cattrall. Yeah. I had to look up actress. her name, the IMDb credits, because I had no idea what her fucking name was the first time I saw this movie. Yeah, I, it's, it's, which is I don't even know if they ever say her name through the That's entire exactly. film. They don't exactly. They, they don't, don't say her name. The computer just says her niece and her husband, Doctor. And Dan her Dobbins. niece's husband. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's more important to know who he is than the woman who's taking. I mean. Yeah. Priorities, people. Why is it any more important? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes no sense. It, yeah, apparently Robin just just didn't need to be known. Just yeah, that's be, her name, Robin. Yeah, Robin's her name. <laughs> According to IMDb, that's the only reason we know. We nobody ever called her. Nobody that. ever. I never heard that name once throughout yeah. the entire movie. And let's just say that. Um, I think let's it's put the first. out there. I think it's the first time that we've known a name that you have. Yeah, I didn't know her name. <laughs> But I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. First of all, I, th- I thought she was horribly miscast. I love Kim Cattrall. She did not fit. There was one moment in this movie where I was like, oh, there she is. I know the one. Yeah. That's, 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 where, that's, that's Kim Cattrall. That's, that's the one. But I don't hold it against her. I hold it oh, against no. this fucking this script. This script is terrible. It's, yeah. But Peter McNichol plays her husband. Yes. Yeah. I Dr. love Bobbins. that guy. Oh, yeah. I love him. He's great. But he was so, so likable in this and so believable. Like mm-hmm. I, I could hang my hat. On Dan yeah. in this movie. He's charismatic. Um, he had, I mean, everybody pretty much had a really thankless job. Um, and I'm going to be, re- I'm really pissed off at Kathleen Turner. So We'll get to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get more exposition about Kinder's new indoor amusement park called Joy World. I'm sure this won't come up later in the plot. Oh, no, no not at all. Yeah. And at first I thought it was the Mall of America. I thought it was uh, Circus Circus in Vegas. It actually was. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Yay, I recognized it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, it's here that we meet Kathleen Turner, our villain playing Dr. Elena Kinder. And in the crowd is Robin and Dan, who Robin hates her fucking guts. And it's a continuing note throughout she the movie. She gets hives. Yeah, she gets, yeah, she, she knows when her aunt is lying because mm-hmm. she breaks out in uh, hives. Which mm-hmm. is weird. I mean, with the with, first of all, like again, this is kind of skipping ahead, but with the shit with the twins, like having like that psychic, that shining bullshit they mm-hmm. had going on, and then oh, this, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, what is going on with the family in this movie? Uh, and they let them into the Which park. Which gets contradicted later, right? At Thank the you. end, yep, exactly. Yep. And and so they're opening up this park because all the proceeds are going to, you know, basically families, orphanages, some bullshit like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Again, they speculate that it's some kind of scheme for Dr. Kinder to make more money, which probably is, but whatever. Um, now, kids of all ages are just running into this indoor theme park. In all ages. Because like, we see adults like running like it's... like It's Christmas Day. Th- yeah, the next yeah, hot and that, thing. That's the other thing, too. It's This is a Christmas movie. This it movie is. takes place during Christmas, um, which doesn't really get addressed. Just It's just set dressing. And really has nothing to do it has with, nothing the to do line with the storyline whatsoever. But Christmas is there for but some reason. Yeah. And this is the first time that we see any people of color in this movie, just in the crowd mm-hmm. yeah. at Joy World. Yeah. Now, it's here at Joy World we also see uh, a couple different things, one of which is this scary, bunting baby thing, this giant mascot. Oh, that mascot. thing is horrifying. It was terrifying. And it, it was based horrifying. on a character that Dan created. Yeah. And that's the thing we should establish. We, we, it's, it's suggested by Robin that 
Dr. Kinder has been stealing Dan's ideas for years because he also does a lot of research in babies, uh, you know, as far as their language goes. As yeah, far he's, as their... he's trying to crack the code of their language as well, but and he has a completely different method. He's all altruistic and yeah. good. And Kinder's yes. been using her advantage, advantages in monetary value to yeah. basically one-up him based That's on his right. own ideas. This scary-ass bunting baby was a concept of his that she created into this, like, seven-foot, eight-foot-tall mascot oh, thing with this creepy, right. deep voice. Which I, is which is a, a giant robot. It's controlled by... The, the entire park is controlled by somebody sitting up in a security booth in, like, the middle of the park where yeah. they can see everything. Who's apparently paid so they control tall. it. It's remote-controlled. They speak into the microphone. And this deep, booming bass voice comes out of the baby. Necessary? It's weird. It's scary. Yeah. What's your name, little girl? <laughs> it's like an eight-foot baby should not sound like no. the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> and we, it's here where we get a line that I actually laughed at in spite of myself that Kathleen Turner says... Well, think about changing his diaper, and which I laugh at because because you could tell that she hated fucking saying that. She, she like did. rolls her eyes like while saying it, and then like just and like then tries turns to... away from camera. Yeah. Yes. Well, and here's why: because what cued that line? They made the baby burp. Yeah. I don't understand. To which she responds about changing his diaper. Yeah. 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 Terrible. I mean, either way, it's a terrible yeah. line. Even if it farted, it still would have been a terrible line. No, it's a terrible line, but the fact yeah. that it completely has nothing to do with the fact that it burped. Right. I, it, uh, yeah. 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 Terrible. Terrible. Let's see. Okay. And so. um, I would just want to say that in that control booth, who do we see but country singer Randy, Randy Travis. Travis. Oh, you don't. Randy <laughs> Travis. Yeah, I didn't know this. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it was, man. and I was, uh, and uh, I mean, he he's present. He's one of the technicians in the control room. He doesn't have a line until later right. in the movie. But I was like, I wasn't really paying attention. But when he does appear or, or when he does speak, mm-hmm. I've like I heard his voice, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, did it, was that Randy Travis? And so I went back and looked. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, then, that is Randy Travis. And then we find out Why the he- hell is Randy Travis just randomly in this movie? Well, because of the end. Because <laughs> he gets to sing the song during the end credits. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, you should see Jack's uh, No, I, I have, I have yeah. some thoughts on that. So <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, my God, that song. Mm. But, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I was like, Randy, Tra- Randy yeah. Travis. It just came out of oh my nowhere. God. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So we cut then to Dan's facility, which is... So this was confusing as all hell to me the first oh time I saw this. Yes. Yeah. Who are these people that live in this house with him? And I didn't know if it was an orphanage, if yeah. it was a I nursery. Still don't know. Well, it was a research so it's, facility. It's a yeah. research facility. But it's like a house. It's yeah. it's it's their house that they have expanded to into a research facility where they it's basically like a daycare. Right. But the trade off is is that he is studying the kids and trying to break the code of their language in the process. But yes. see all the research we actually see him doing is just him like walking around with a video camera, like looking at oh, children. Yeah, that's all he's doing. All Imagine he's doing. pitching um, that to a parent. Yeah. Right. And so then they have uh, apparently a live in handyman who also drives the bus, played by Dom DeLuise, Dom DeLuise. dressed, yeah, and his name is Lenny. And then Who the actual, like- the actual like daycare worker who is in charge of taking care of the kids is played by 
Ruby, Ruby D. D. Who is my hobo? I in a fucking barn. knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> and, I, and I have to apologize to all our listeners. Oh, the last two no, episodes, I've, I've screwed up be. the hobo in a barn. And I've, I've thought we waited till I the end. I thought she was too much of a main player to be a no, hobo. No, and barn. I'll tell you what. I mean, yeah, she was a main player, um, but she was the only one who ever said anything that made any sense that was true to, like it was Ruby D on screen. It's the banter with Dickie yeah. that solidified oh it. Dickie, when, I, when that, that happened, kid, I knew fuck? that she was going to be yeah. your hobo in a she, barn. And, and I did, I did think about, I had a couple others, but she, she is my hobo in a barn and only, and mainly because when I saw Ruby D in the credits, I'm like, Ruby D, yeah, Ruby D, you got Ruby D in your movie. Yeah. This movie sucks. <laughs> and she knew it. She knew it, but she stuck with it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Ruby D. I loved her. And then so we much. have our, our third player of these three, Dickie. What the? Which right. I don't. And I had to go back. Where do we this begin? This is the first movie that I had to um, go back and rewatch parts of because I was so confused. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I, oh, I had so many questions, but I went back because I couldn't figure out why the fuck Dickie was in the house. I, it made no sense to me. Okay, so I, lo- I went back, and it is explained. <laughs> yeah, it is. Not well, but Not it is. Not well, but she, Robin says that Dickie is there because they promised Dan's brother that they'd get Dickie through an entire job. So we have to assume that it's Dan's nephew. Right. That's what we assume. Okay. But this kid is perpetually trying to get fired. Yes. yes. Instead of just quitting. Right. Which I, why don't you just quit? Yeah. You jackass. And so, yeah, because yeah, it's not Robin and Dan's responsibility to keep your job, but he keeps trying to do all this shit to get fired. Not really. It's the same thing he keeps doing. He basically just like Changes dresses weird. Yeah. So the first time we see him, he's got pink hair. He's pierced everywhere. His name is he, Ice Pick. And Ice Pick. Yeah. Yeah. And and as we said, like that's that's kind of the the thing that made Ruby D's character fun because she's right. basically the only one putting him in his place the entire time. The entire time. Whereas everyone's just like everyone else is just like, oh, Dicky. Yeah. I actually think there was some weird sexual chemistry going on between Ruby D and him as well, but that was just me. Yeah, that's just you. Okay. Yeah, that is just you. <laughs> you need to. Get I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I saw some stuff there. Uh, no, you did not. I, <laughs> watch it again. Actually, no, don't. But no, I'm not gonna. No. Never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Okay, so then we cut back to Kinder's secret lab, where it's established that there are eight geniuses from the total lot of children that they are studying. And we meet a couple of them, one of which, um, I, I can't remember his name, he's the kid with the fucked up face. Um, Basil? Yeah. Basil. Yeah. Basil's a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Um, we, we meet him, he's playing piano and just banging on the keyboard, random keys. But then they say, like, hey, look, this is actually really smart because the computer's interpretation of it is this. I'm like... The computer can interpret it whatever way it fucking wants to. The way Basil was playing the piano was horrifying. It was. Yeah, it, it was. was. Horrifying. Like, to watch and to listen to. Right, and this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're watching these kids do these things, and they're deciding that they're geniuses. Nothing that they're doing, except for the cuneiform, the kid writing on the pad where they oh, thought yeah. it was just squiggles, that, that was genius. Yes. Yeah, because the kids were actually writing in an ancient language. Though that begs the question: How do they have access to anything that would have cuneiform in it? Because they they had to research hundreds of languages to find out what that was closest to, and then they say that's cuneiform. So that begs the question: How are they getting access to that kind of language? Well, but, the, but that's that's that's, that's the point of it. Uh, that's and that's what they never really. 
got into the specifics of, they just keep mentioning it in passing, is that the way that these babies are able to communicate with each other, that's why they're trying to break the code on understanding this communication, is because they know all of the secrets to the universe. But what makes them different at this from the rest? Age. Hmm? I said, but what makes them different from the rest? Because these are that, eight geniuses. That question then- never gets answered. Ask the screenplay exactly. writer. Exactly. Yeah, it goes because back to the question. What, be, what's the Kinder method? Right. And, that, yeah, right. That, oh, and that's what I had to go back after I was done. I was like, so what is the Kinder method? There isn't a Kinder method. It was just that they were going to try to crack the code and then and then take over the world. But it, from from what this movie says, every child up until the age of two Correct. could it has all the knowledge of the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every child yeah. until they cross over. Oh, uh, oh my God! This movie. So Ugh. the babies are having a conversation now that Sly's back. They're basically just you know it's just establishing characters with all of them. Sly's the rebel of the one of all of them. But is Basil? Basil's yeah, the Nazi. Yeah. He's he's like the one who's like all about the Kinder method. He's the one who's like, yeah, no, it's it's okay. Doctor Kinder's cool. We're 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 geniuses. We're chosen to lead. Yes. It's kind of his he, his dialogue was scary. His his face was fucking scary. Yeah, well, he had a fucked up face. That wasn't him. It's a fucked up baby face. <laughs> So we cut back to Dan's place. We learn here that Dan is starting to understand the babies because he apparently has a very childlike mind. And he is picking up pieces of words that they're saying. So he's like slowly starting to understand the language. How? Why? I don't know. Hell, if anything else, I don't Why? Why hasn't Kathleen Turner hired him? Right. Like I, I, he, he, Maybe he disagrees with her methods, but I mean – Hell. They're both trying to do the same thing. Shit, yeah. Right. Uh, well, he wants it for the greater good. She wants it to make money off yeah, of it. Yeah, but he doesn't right. know that for sure. Like, he, I mean, if anything else, he's no, the one but who's positive when Robin's... Defi- he Robin. doesn't know, but Robin's the one who hates her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, he's like saying, like, you know, oh, honey, you know, I don't know. But he does, I mean, he does agree that she keeps, like, trying to f- outdo him all the time anyway. Yeah. So Sly breaks out again. Uh, this time with the help of an Italian cassette tape, because all he does is like he oh pops like a, a basic Italian cassette tape into like a little tape player, and we never ever get an explanation of why he's trying to leave. Why no, is he trying to leave? Because he just place? he doesn't like the system. He wants to, he wants to break out. Okay. He wants freedom. All right. Uh, he, that, that's as much of an explanation as you're yeah, ever going to get. He wants adventure in the great get. white one. It's cool. Yeah. So he breaks out with that. He makes like this stupid ass looking gun that basically disables the lock in the room that he's caged up in mm-hmm. and as he's like starting to escape he stops by a window and is like lexi come with me and some other baby comes up my god another situation like where she, they just could not stop fucking smiling i'm scared mm-hmm. i can't yeah she wouldn't she she never stopped smiling either i'm really scared i can't go with you because it's dangerous but she's smiling the entire time the she's entire saying time. all this shit yep. yep it's like okay look i know she's a cute baby but you know Pincher or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get his escape via diaper gravy. And uh, you better think that this name for shitty diapers is funny oh, because God. they say it's so pissed off. All pe- people of all shapes and sizes and species say this joke, hoping that it will eventually land at least once. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. So, yeah, he jumps in a uh, to-go basket of dirty diapers which again begs the question: If these kids are so smart, how like how come they aren't potty trained? Like, why do they need to shit yep. in their own pants? Yeah. Because then you can't make poop jokes. Yeah, Jack. Yep. Yeah, congratulations! Jack. You cracked the code. <laughs> yeah. 
You okay. can't say diaper gravy. Mm. You can't hmm. say diaper gravy. You can't make diaper jokes. And then you can't get to the name of the diaper company. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he's busy escaping. Meanwhile, we're back at the uh, at, at Dan's place again. And we get a great line that just in the context of the podcast I'm going to bring up. Uh, Dennis Rodman can afford to look like roadkill. He gets 14 rebounds a game. This was said by... I wrote that down. Yeah. By Ruby D, my hobo in a barn. Yeah, that, that was a pretty solid line, just you know, given recent experience with us. Yeah, and it yeah. was it was uh, directed towards Dickie. Yeah. Because he was looking like an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's here that Dan's filming his kids again. It's uh, We should probably establish he has a daughter, too. So he has... His daughter's name is Carrie. Is that her name? Yep. Carrie and Wit. And they're having a conversation. He's picking up bits and pieces. He's like, you know, multiply by 4%. Like he's some business strategy that he picks up a piece of. Yeah. And then they say Dada and Mama just to kind of throw him off and screw with him a little bit. Like actually say it, you know. Mm-hmm. So they all freak out, you know, joy to the world, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Sly, he breaks out of the van where they're taking the diapers out. And... He roughs it on the streets, and he runs to a fucking talking dog that's voiced by a human, and it says a diaper gravy thing because... Dina, you okay? You were confused and angry at the same time. Yeah. The the name of the diaper company, by the way. Oh, dear. It's capital P, period. Oh, no. Capital O, lowercase O-P-I-E. Capital B, O T T O M S, P, Oopy, Bottoms, Poopy Bottoms. <laughs> but they actually had to go to the effort of making it like a name, P, Oopy, Bottoms, which makes no, no sense. sense at all. <laughs> It would have been perfectly not acceptable, but it would have been perfectly okay if they had just called the diaper company Poopy Bottoms. Right. And then it would make sense. Yes. Because that sounds like something someone would actually do. Exactly. Is create a diaper service called Poopy Bottoms. Yes. And people would go, oh, that's a funny name, and they would use that service. But no. Nope. It, no. It's while he's escaping that he also runs into this weird homeless guy who, like, takes him to a private bathroom and well that sounds like i'm going in a bathroom action (laughs) but it does it's a really strange scene he like matches his face up against like plastic when he enters in it's really creepy that way again this isn't a kid's movie no it's not it's a major stranger danger going on here yeah because he comes up and has the strange and then sly is like ah and then we cut away and have no idea what happens then he beats the shit out of him but that until it comes back and they're in the bathroom and he's washing up the baby because he thinks he's gonna get a ransom from from returning the baby to whoever was that your originally your hobo no the actual hobo (laughs) in the alley the actual no 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 uh, he was he was weird and like why didn't he just kick his ass in the alley when he tried to get him in the first place yeah seriously yes again just you know plot so yeah beats up the hobo takes the coat and hat and starts walking down the street with a cigar too with a cigar yeah and then he then he realizes that the disguise is fucking stupid because apparently he's not a genius after all. Well, and the thing is, too, by this time, too, he's referenced two other movies mm-hmm. by this time. He's called Kathleen Turner, Darth Vader in a skirt. Yeah. 
And then during this whole sequence, he says, hasta la vista, baby. So yeah. we've gotten two movie references so far right. here. But he looks like he he's going TV. to run a sans festival. Right. Yeah, because he watches TV because he's jerry-rigged the monitors in the lab to watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so he has some sort of cultural reference for all this stuff because all of a sudden he's out in the world and he's fine. Right? Because he's yep. been in this habitat uh, for all of his life. His right. Almost it's all two he's years. Ever known. Yes. So then he's out in, are they, where are they? Are they in California? I could never figure out. I have where no they idea were. where this is supposed to take place. I have no idea where they were, but he's he's like the night is young and so am I. Here I am, world. I'm gonna I'm gonna live it up. So yeah. And he swaps. He, he realizes that this guy is fucking stupid. So he he climbs into another stroller, swaps outfits with another little girl, mm-hmm. okay. and then uh-oh. yeah. This scene we cannot yeah, gloss this, this is over. It. This is this is the one. You take it, zip. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> basically, he he climbs into the stroller where this is. Ba- there's a baby girl, so that when he noted the the people who have been staring at him for being dressed in the hobo's clothes, to throw them off, he jumps in the stroller to hide in there, and it throws off everybody's you know glancing at him because then all they see is a mother with her stroller pushing it down the sidewalk. So the baby girl that's in the stroller and Sly strike up this conversation and it basically turns into the weirdest come on scene uh, or, or uh, of dialogue. He says, take off your clothes. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, the, the idea is that he realizes he still needs another costume to throw off the trail of people looking for him. So he wants to swap clothes with her, but it's, it, yeah, that's exactly what it did. He tells her, take off your clothes. And she says, Hey, you could at least buy me dinner first. And I'm like, no, whoa, where? No, no, no. Can I also put in that whoever cast these voice actors should be fired? Yes. Oh, she was horrible. All of them were. All of them were. Yeah. So then, then she's like, Hmm. Okay, so then they swap clothes. He gets out. He's like, see you, check you later, baby. And she's like, call me. I'm listed. Fuck you. I don't want to think about baby fucking in a movie. That's exactly but th- right. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what this scene turned into. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, beca- it was like... It's not she- funny. It's it not was, okay. It's not okay. No. It was, it was a one-night stand... And I mean, oh my God, this, this scene was disgusting. This, this, this was taking it too far. Yeah. No. Which is the whole point of like, this goes beyond the question of who is this movie for? Oh yeah. This is just extremely poor taste. Yes. In, in your comedy. Amen. uh, And that little girl's an adult That little girl is a legal adult now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Barely, but yeah. So she has to live with this for the rest of her life. Yeah. And again, I want to stress this. No, she her wears parents do, okay? Because she had nothing to do with the decision that was made. 
Okay, so her parents can suck my no, dick. No, she was just a baby laying in a crib uh, right. or a, exactly. a, a stroller. Get, she probably didn't get a script. She didn't do anything didn't except do anything. sit there and stare at a camera, exactly. and they went and digitally manipulated so her mouth. You parents, well, and they probably didn't realize what was They happening. had no idea. They probably they never saw no scripts. So, no. Yeah. They just were like, hey, it's a wacky PG movie from 1999. We're going to have fun. It's a but, bunch of bullshit. Ugh, yeah. God. And, and so, so she's wearing the hobo's clothes when he splits, and including the fucking cigar. Yeah. Which yep. is, again, necessary, funny, no. And, no. and why the mom didn't realize there was another baby. And how did the mom not know there was another baby in that stroller right. the entire time? Sly goes in. So, so Sly is now in this shopping mall. And first we cut back to the facility, right. to, to Dan's place, where he realizes, like, hey, we can actually get a loan for, like, $50,000 to put an extra wing in the house by getting more kids because then we're qualified for this kind of grant or some bullshit like that. And he's like, I got the idea from Wit. He just told me somehow through Shining. Well, Wit says... Is it Wit? Yeah, Yeah. Wit says to Carrie that he's been trying to tell Dan to do stuff. So he, he says it. Yeah. So they are trying to communicate. Yeah. And it, it's here, too, that so the help, so the, the three, you know, it's like Lenny, Lenny Margot, Margo, and, and Dickie. Yeah, they go upstairs to tuck the kids in and like, just let us know when you're ready for us to leave. And and then Dan and Robin just decide they just want to go fuck and they go up the stairs. And it's like, no, they're they're waiting to go home. Now's not the time for this. <laughs> then we go back to Macy's and I was very confused about this because we see clearly that Sly has... As security's shutting the place down, like the gates are being closed, he power slides inside of Macy's. But it's inside this Macy's where apparently you can play video games. Yep. Crash Bandicoot. Yep. You can, apparently he has access to guest junior or guest for kids, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. Yeah. Uh, the whole Macy's line, some sports authority place. I mean, everything is apparently inside this one Macy's. So, like, what's the point of even closing the gates whatsoever? Other than having the stupid-ass montage. Exactly. And let's talk about this. My God, I hate shit like this because they've got him. Awful. They put him. They put him in a in a top hat and tails for the song. Putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. And then we get some. It's CGI. Other I'm dancing. Other bullshit. He's putting on like a cowboy it's, suit and whatever. Well, and it's 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 that thing of where they they put us a little person. In the costume, and then digitally insert the baby's head over yeah. the little person's not head. Not good. No. And then it and ends, it's not done well no. at all. And it ends with Saturday Night Fever. And so and he's, it's, in the, he's in the suit. He's yeah. in the white oh suit God. and I, doing the oh. disco moves. <laughs> Why? <sighs> Why? Why? Uh, and the dance is not even that good. So no, it's not. Why? And and. At least nothing. He just he he does his thing, and then he just goes out. He goes back up to Santa's throne thing, and then just falls asleep under, under instead of like in all the comfortable places he could sleep otherwise in the mall. Apparently, apparently this Macy's doesn't have access doesn't to Bed Bath and Beyond. The, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything but a bed. There's no bedding section apparently. No. And then the next day, back at Dan's, we have like a stupid diaper race scene where it's just basically he and Robin chase uh, racing to see who can change the diaper the quickest. And which is interrupted by Dickie trying out racism to get fired because he shows up dressed like a Dalai Lama. It gave us some fun banter, I guess, between him and him and, and Margot. But yeah. like, dude, I like you. Isn't I, I like this actor. He was I, in, I did not hate him. He was in, he was in uh, Orange County, so that's okay. But, you know, fuck. We get the Tibetan universal knowledge thing. Dan talks to Robin about it. He's reading about this thing. And this is where all this crossing over comes mm-hmm. from 
So, and, and let me help me understand this. So, <laughs> okay, so because I was going to look it up and I didn't. So there's some there's a Tibetan book that says that up until two years of age, all babies have the knowledge of the universe, but then after two, mm-hmm. they cross over and forget everything because they can talk. But then later on it talks about like how wasn't it like other people other lives like you remember all those things and then you forget them because you start to talk again so right oh my god seriously you guys this is so confusing but the 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 concept like the thought of that i thought was beautiful it was just poorly well it's uh, yeah I, 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 executed yeah if if they had if they had spent a little more time and effort on it it would have been uh, I think the 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 idea would have been the uh, the whole idea of reincarnation right. is that you what whatever you go through in the process of death when you come back into this world as a new being, all the secrets of the universe come with you because you have experienced that. God forbid they and now on you that. know the secret to life, the universe, and everything. Right. And uh, forty two suddenly makes sense, right. and then uh, and, and so you you retain that knowledge for the first two years of being reborn, but then as your actual your new self begins, that goes away and you start over again. Right. So the, the that would have made sense. Right, and the thought of being able to tap into that knowledge. Yes. Like, I think that's a beautiful thought that, you know, we had all this wonderful knowledge when we're these itty-bitty babies. Oh, yeah. You know, that whole thing. And that's why I like Dan so much because he was so – he just loved the idea so much, and I totally believed him for that. Yeah. And so – but that's that's where this movie – one of the ways this movie failed – Horribly. Cool concept mm-hmm. bullshit. Exp- oh my god, right? Yeah. Because you have this beautiful concept and then you have just have all this villainous bullshit yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. And it never gets explained properly and it never gets fully executed. No. And it's just oh my god, it's it's terrible. So sorry, I just I wanted to get to that because it comes up a couple more times. Yeah. <laughs> the next day of the mall, so Sly gets up and he realizes that the baby cogoons are there, they're onto him, and it basically he's, it ends up in a big chase scene and he gets inside one of the playgrounds where because it's a movie where there are twins involved they somehow have to meet and or get switched and in this case both and he runs into Wit who happens to be playing in the same place that they are both wearing similar outfits so they both exit out the uh, out different entrances uh, different exits and they're dressed differently yeah slightly I mean they're still wearing plaid one's wearing overalls one's wearing just pants and the mother Robin even comments, you know, I hey, we dressed you in overalls today. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did acknowledge that. So yeah, because I was about to call them out on that the second time I watched it, but they did. Yeah. So <laughs> I laughed at this because when the goons bag uh, wh- who they think is Sylvester, you, I had to pause this. It's a really terrible stunt double. It's like this, like really chubby kid. <laughs> they do that a lot. There's another stunt double who is like. Completely mismatched to the person yeah. he's he's with. They bag a really terrible stunt double because apparently... Putting a child in a bag is a bad thing to do. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless you get some genuine emotion from them for once. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> it's coming up, some genuine emotion that really made me sad. Yeah, well, Wit is taken back to Baby Co. And it's here that he's crying because... Oh, my God. Yeah. He's really crying. Yeah. This was terrible. They plop him down back up at Baby Co. And he is really sad and scared. Yeah. This kid. 
and and you know Christopher Lloyd and Kathleen Turner don't really get it yet. They just think he's ashamed of escaping. But you know, and in the meanwhile, Sly's back at uh, Wit's place now, Dan's, and he's just going apeshit because he had ice cream for the first time and it's giving him a sugar high. And he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Sly's a dick. He mm-hmm. is. He is. He's unlikable. And Wits just doesn't really have a personality whatsoever. He's not just really. a kid. He's yeah. not trying to be anything more than he is. Well, I know, but like, considering that this is a universe where babies are more or less treated on an intellectual level as adults, you've got to kind of... He's very milquetoast. It's yeah. true. But, uh, again, speaking... Actually, going back to Sly crying, we see a scene later with him at the Kinder facility where he's you hear him sobbing... But it's like while he's like lying in his like little cell there, mm-hmm. but you can tell the kids asleep. Yeah. The kids like laying he's down with his eyes yeah. closed, but like he's weeping, like he's like thro- thrashing all arms and legs in every direction. But it's like wow, I mean that's the the baby dubbing in this movie has been terrible. Like because they use that same that that laughing baby viral video on YouTube, they use that same clip so many times when. Wit or Sly gives so much as a smile at any given moment in the movie, they're going to insert that. Yep, it gets. Ridiculous. It's bad. Like the, I mean, they had like four sound clips to go by, and they, yeah. they used them. <laughs> so the next day, Kinder finds out about Wit because they realize that his brain activity is different than Sly's. And then Kathleen Turner is like, oh, "Wait a minute, let's see, Sly, Sly." He doesn't respond. She's like, "Wit," and then he turns around. She's like, "Oh shit." This is actually, this sucks, but it's also kind of great because now we have like a cross study to go by, which doesn't make any sense. No. Because they were supposed to be switched, like, they were supposed to be kept separate until six years old. Yes, which also doesn't make any sense because if they lose their universal knowledge at two, why, what's the point of keeping them till they're six? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and the kinder babies also find out that wit is not sly. And they're talking about some kind of... They're, they're talking about getting away, getting him out of there. Kinder takes this opportunity to go visit her niece to check out Sly. And you know, and it's here that she's like, hey, let's go to the lab. Like, bring, bring Wit with you. It's going to be great. And Sly tries telling Dan not to go because he realizes that Dan's starting to pick up the language. And he does kind of pick it up, but again, it leads to nowhere. Elena's like, you know what? I'm going to get out of here. So she sends two of her goons in disguised as maintenance people to get with themselves. All right, let's talk about this. Sly. Sly realizes that these guys are not who they say they are. Right. And like he basically goes up to the attic stairs and then he sets up a ski. And now let's walk through this part. How the fuck does he do this? Well, first of all, how the fuck did he know where to go for the attic? Because yeah, he's never been in the house. No. I mean, we have established by now right. that Wit and Sly have some sort of psychic connection. Wit calls it when he feels like he's being called. Okay, so they have some sort of connection. But Sly has never been in this house. Correct. So he he immediately goes to the door for the attic mm-hmm. and, and then finds this ski. And, it, I mean, this is one of the... And the, this this whole sequence just shows it, it telegraphs and literally says how bad this movie is. Yeah, it does. Literally, it, th- they actually make reference to the fact that they are straight up legit ripping this scene off from a previous movie. I wrote this down as the shame scene because <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember this being the only thing I laughed at. In this movie, this was the only thing I actually laughed at. At first. No, at first. 
mm-hmm. the first time the joke is done. <laughs> uh, it's mostly because I'm seven, and the word right. gonads to me is funny. Yes. And I did not gonads know that word until I saw word. this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck are gonads? This is great. <laughs> so this movie taught me the wor- a new word, a new fun well, word. See, there, there you go. You go. But, yeah, so he's in the attic stairs, and he pulls out a ski, and he somehow... So it's on an angle, like it, it should be sliding down the steps. Right. But, it, but doesn't. it doesn't. But it doesn't. Right. It's stationary. The, the first goon is like, oh, you think you're so I, I'm smart. I'm a black belt. Yeah, I'm a black belt in karate. I already saw how you could take us out. Let's go, buddy. And he's like, so you think I'm going to step on this ski? It's going to hit me in the gonads. I'm going to make a funny face and fall <laughs> down the stairs. And Jack is laughing. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. It's, okay. So then... So he steps over the ski, so that will not side. happen. Right. To the side. And then uh, Sly throws an iron. Throws an iron at his face. <laughs> freaking iron. And so the guy steps, steps back, back over, over the ski in order to dodge the iron. And is like, ha ha, did you think I was going to fall for that? And the kid was like, yep. Hits the ski. Up it goes between his legs, hits him in the gonads. He, he makes, makes a funny, funny face, face and falls, falls down, down the stairs. The stairs. Yeah. Which, you know what? Again, like... Let, let's and, just... if the, and, and if that was it, then we'll be like, okay, it's a, okay, we get it. It was cute. The plan yuck, yuck. worked. Whatever. So then he gets up and goes walking out of the house, like, oh, 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 holding his crotch. So his partner, who was like, oh, I better go find out what happened. And they redo the same exact fucking thing over again. Note for note. Yep. Note for note. Exact same words, everything. It's like if you're going to do that, at least make him throw something twice at him. Like kind of fake us out a little bit. Like he steps to the side, but he also jumps over the ski the other way and then throws it. I don't know, something. Something. No, it plays out exactly the same way as it did the first time. And then... Hitting the gonads, fall, makes a funny face, falls down the stairs, and then both of the goons walk out of the house holding their crotch, going, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, back at Baby Co., so the babies then decide to rally to try to escape, I guess, because and Basil decides to join with them, too. Yes, he's finally. Out. He's with them uh, for some reason. And then similarly, because it's kind of like a parallel, mm-hmm. we're back at Dan's place, and it's where Sly and the kids decide to kind of do their own rally to, to save the day, whatever the fuck. Right. To, uh, and they beat the shit out of skinny-ass Dickie, who's been, like, watching them suspiciously the entire time, but it never is addressed again. Mm-hmm. He never is like, hey, I got beat up by a toddler. Something's up with this. And by the way, yeah, these aren't babies, like small babies. These are, no. like, you know, They're probably, two. yeah, yeah. So, again, toddler genius, fuck it. I don't know. They're back at Baby Co., where Wit is trying to somehow train them to escape, to be more fit, I guess. And one of them says, what do you expect? We are geniuses, not ninjas. Okay, well then, how do you explain Sly's abilities? Right. Yeah. Again, Because it, it was like the implication that we're super smart, so we can't be athletic? Yeah. Is that is that what it was? Or that you don't know how to do martial arts? Because Sly somehow Sly figured knows. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if this is some kind of inherent knowledge bullshit, like the cuneiform, then that makes sense. But it, keep it c- fucking consistent, people. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. The twins start shining some more, and then we get the hypnosis scene. I wrote down, poor Dom. Yeah. Gosh. So, he was yeah. a trooper through this movie. I mean, we he don't was. even get to see Dom DeLuise be Dom DeLuise in this movie. He mm-hmm. wanted to. He wanted to make his grandkids happy for this one. I'm sure that was probably the case. Ugh. But let's set this one up. So, 
Yeah, they decide to hypnotize him because they need to get to Baby Co. to rescue Wit. Right, because they can't drive. Yeah, they can't. And so they decide suddenly that they, they suddenly Sly knows how to hypnotize people. And while he's doing this on Lenny, played by Dom Dolly's, Dickie's watching on and he gets hypnotized too. Mm-hmm. And they do all this kind of stupid shit like, hey, make him wiggle his tongue, make him pick his nose, that would be funny. Yeah. Scene went on way too long. I laughed in spite of myself during the scene because there was a moment where Dom DeLuise like opens his eyes a little bit because I figured it was because he was checking to see if they were still rolling because <laughs> he's not getting any kind of baby dialogue in this. It's just like you know, there's a baby standing in front of him laughing, yep. but he just has to pretend to be asleep. So it's right. just like we're still okay. My, we're, we're still, still rolling. rolling. We're good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Lenny and Dickie take all the babies, all the babies in this facility to yeah. Baby Co to save the day, it, except for Carrie. She right. stays behind. Because she says she's got a job to do. Because she needs to talk to Dan. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the, that's. I mean, I, I call bullshit like you do too, but that, that was all that she does in this scene. Because she talks to Dan, and suddenly Dan can somehow understand her right. perfectly now. He's cracked the code, whatever. And she says that, you know, hey, here's the situation. Also, I know the secret of life, and I'll tell you when you get back. They call the cops, and like, hey, we're rescuing my baby. It's being held by... My aunt-in-law, the woman, the responder is like asking all kinds of questions. It makes sense. Like, you know, hey, blah, yeah, blah, what's blah. the emergency? Where, like, is, it where is it happening? Yeah. Oh, you say they've been, your son has been kidnapped. Who has him? You know, do you yeah. know who kidnapped right. him? My aunt. And I like, mean, they all, it's, it's very logical mm-hmm. questions that are being asked. And like, you know, it's his twin brother. She's like, okay, who told you this? And he's like, my daughter. And then she asks, how old is your daughter? Mm-hmm. That basically whole leads to like the whole, like, hey, they give her some crazy story because it's the truth and she doesn't believe them and hangs up. Right. right. That's, what we get, that's when we get a Kim Cattrall moment that I yes. thought you were talking about. Yeah. So this was the only time I felt like Kim Cattrall was in the right movie for her because she calls 911 and says that there's a bomb at Baby Co. and we're going to blow everybody up and hangs up. We're going to blow those fuckers out of Venus. Yeah, yeah, and turns to Dan and said, you want a cops? Now you got cops. Okay. Which is funny because the cops never show up until the very end. Right. So yeah, so they all the same town as, They are same, not very good cops. No. Same town as Santa with muscles. Yeah, <laughs> must be. Yeah, must be. Yeah, Clint Howard's on the. On the yeah, squad. if we, if we had cut to a scene where Clint Howard was napping in his patrol car, yeah, then it would have yeah, made, made every perfect. bit of sense in the world, and then I would have been like, okay, that that one's explained. Moving on. And so we, we get to Baby Kill. We find out that, that the security has been hypnotized by all the babies, too, because they're not, they're not saying the same thing. Like, you know, we are on a mission from blah, God. blah, blah. To, from Gat. Yeah, from Gat. If God. only from Gat. And then this whole Joyland bullshit makes its point because it leads. So Sly leads Kinder and Christopher Lloyd and all of them to Joyland. And I just wrote, dumb. This is so, 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 so dumb. Dumb, 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 <laughs> so dumb. Well, I mean, it's it, and it basically turns into the same ending they did in Car Fifty Four. Right. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Where art thou? Yeah, it is. It's, it's the same. same it all it leads is. to the amusement park. But, so yeah. they thwart them by making them get on the roller coaster and having the giant baby attack the robotic baby attack. And all them the robots throughout the place too, like including like these aliens. Every that have and everything working. is robotic in this. All the animals are robots. Except the, all of a sudden, there's a live goose in the place for some reason. Because every theme park needs a live goose. They're fun. But, well, but it's they supposed to be robot. It's supposed to be a robot, but they yeah. used an actual yeah. one. But, but you, so yeah. 
insane. Yeah. But they did. They, they Have you ever seen like a And then there's Santa yeah. and a bunch of elves, and, and they're all robotic. And, the and then alien. there's a creepy clown for some reason. And then there's an alien oh, that's shooting alien, a yeah. real laser gun. That's actually shooting lasers. Everybody. So, what? Yeah. Yeah, that made no sense. And this whole thing to, is... to which, uh, to which uh, I think Sly... Even says like bl- blow him to hell or something right. like that. Yeah, and it's like die, fuckers, wait, die. No, seriously, that's what it's like. I mean, yeah. he he wants all of these uh, baby code people to die, die a horrible death. Yep. And I thought at one point one of them did because they they get all of the goons, including uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, to to try to escape by running uh, by jumping over the roller coaster car oh, and then it traps them inside and they go on the roller coaster and when it takes one of the loops one of the security guards like falls out of the roller coaster but then lands in the water for the log flume ride right. but, I, but I seriously thought I was I like whoa are they killing this dude no, I think it's die. probably fair to assume that at least one person was either seriously injured or killed during this action <laughs> somebody no, had, had to have been it had to have happened <laughs> And what happened to Christopher Lloyd during all this? Because he just kind of disappears. You see him trapped on the front seat of the roller coaster, and he's just like, ah, as they go through loops, and then you never see him again. Exactly. And then it's like, so as far as we know, he's still stuck he's on still, the roller coaster. Yeah. But he's we still, uh, never see him again. Never. And then we get this stupid ass moment, like where like you know, wit and sly like shine through like a yeah. Video they camera. have their moment where they can. So dumb, and, and then Elena shows up and speak to each other. She bags Wit again, and then takes him up to the roof, and she's like, you know, Sly, you know, like you know, try and stop me. See what happens to your brother. Ah, ha 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 ha! Evil, evil talk. Yeah. But you know what? For the first time in the fucking movie, the parents actually do something. They do, they and do. and so they they're running after Elena uh, on the helicopter, and Dan's the first one on the ladder. And I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. This was a far fall. Yes, it was. He yeah. falls off this ladder yeah. onto the back onto the roof, and I was like, "Holy which, shit!" Which there, the the roof in this case is actually like the top level of the parking lot. It's also right. not on the fire. garage, yeah. the parking deck. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and but when he fell, I was. This was not a short fall. This no, was it a- wasn't. That, an actual stuntman did that fall, and he landed on concrete. Yeah. There was, no, I mean, you saw it all you in one all. shot. Yeah. So when, when Dan falls, I'm like, seriously, movie? You're going to kill the dad? Because this was a bad fall. And I thought he was going to be, like, at least paralyzed. Yes, because that's that. how he acts. When she runs over to see if he's all right and, like, helps him over to lean him up against right. the, the dumpster that's yeah. up there. But he, only- he, is like, he is not communicating. He no. is barely making noise and moving. And I thought, oh, oh my God, yeah, this, thought- guy's, this guy's a goner. I thought yeah. they were killing him off. Yeah, I did too. I thought the movie was going to end with like him dead, and like it's like, hey, we lost a member of the family, but we have a new one. His name is Sly. Oh Jesus! Oh God! <laughs> you know what? That's a fitting for this tone yeah. of the movie. Oh my God! This movie. So then Robin goes after Kathleen Turner. Yeah, and she gets, and then finally the police come, she just and hangs they're out like, the then finally yeah, the she police hands, show and then up. Finally the police show up. Like, bring the copter down. Bring the copter down. And then, and then we get this stupid thing mm-hmm. where. Kathleen Turner's character oh, tells me Robin off. that, like, because she's like, she was auntie and she's about to deck her. Robin is about to deck her. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen Turner's like, well, I'm not really your aunt. Stop calling me that. You were adopted when you were two. Okay, so then Robin 
decks her hard and then says yeah because after she tells her like oh thank you thank god thank god thank, thank god. god i'm not related to you and then and, immediately and then, says yeah i feel bad about hitting my aunt i think she said she would have felt bad if it was her family. oh would have felt bad oh, if it okay. was my aunt yeah which All makes right. sense but still no that's what yeah yeah does that does that mean that it's okay to for, for someone in your family to commit a crime mm-hmm is that what the movie's saying? This it may might be. be. Why? Why did she need to be adopted? Why couldn't it just been like, "Hey, my aunt just happens to be a bitch, right. a money grubbing, right. child stealing bitch." Yeah, yeah. I don't. What? What the hell was that for? Yeah, I have no idea why it was there. So there's a moment on the roof where the twins start to cross over. That's what they tell That's us because right. they've been right. kind of building up to this. That's why they've been having right. so many shiny they feel moments. Weird, and so they're about to be able to talk, and they're going to lose all their knowledge. Yeah. Right. But then they they cross over, I guess. Then we get our epilogue, yeah. Because it's back at the uh, back back at Dan's place. I keep calling it Dan's because I can't remember the name of it. The the Dobbins Institute, something Whatever. like that. Something it like that. Matter. Yeah. Uh, so Dan apparently has amnesia now from his fall. Again, it just skew- screws up how much time has passed since this whole, whole well, thing right. went down. Because mm-hmm. basically, Kim Cattrall is then just explaining everything that happened that we already know to him, and right. then. The kids, like, he's like, hey, kids. And, like, the, both twins, like, run up to him. Because they've been wanting to have, like, a th- another child. And turns out, hey, look, lucky them. They yeah. get Sly now. Yeah. And they run to his arms. He's like, hey, kids, yeah, tell me the secret of life. And they're acting, like, all stupid because they're now kids. And, and crossed over. And then Carrie shows up. And he's like, hey, Carrie, wait, no, you told me that you'll tell me the secret of life. And then she's a lying bitch. <laughs> she's and he's like, like you're not going to tell nope. me, are you? And she's like. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Then we end on just one of the dumbest cheesy lines ever it's it's like kim Cattrall's like i think i know the real secret of life it's this and then she like mashes her fist into uh sly's ma- face or whatever and then it, like cuts this god-awful country song yep, the gift of love by, by randy, randy travis. travis yeah and it's just so, so, so the secret of life is you children yeah bad child actors oh my god and, and then, and it's, then just, it's a montage. And then we get a montage of some scenes that we have seen and some scenes that we haven't seen. Is that like alternate takes? Yep. Yeah. And this was the only time I laughed. There was only one time I laughed in this whole movie, and it was here. And there is a there is a shot where Sly has his finger in his ear, and the kid playing Basil kept. Oh, keeps oh, knocking keeps it knocking out. It yeah, out. keeps knocking his hand so down. So Sly puts it back in there. And Basil, and Basil knocks, knocks it out again. It out again. <laughs> and then, and, and <laughs> then, like, then he, you can't he, hear him, but he looks he's like, like he's, he's, he's like, dude, no, we can't no, do no, that. You can't do that. You don't you do that. Stop. You, you got to stop it. That was my only laugh. It was the only time I laughed. He's, he's directing his, oh my God. his co-actor. It was hilarious. Basil's a method actor. Yep. Apparently Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of the fucking movie. So let's just take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some trivia. Okay, we're back. All right. Do you guys dig anything up on this one? Fuck yes. Fire away. Bob Clark, y'all. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I, it astounds me that right. this was co-written and directed by Bob Clark. And the reason why we are dumbfounded by this, movie. because first of all, no, Porky's. Porky's. Okay. But even more astonishingly, mm-hmm. Christmas Story. Christmas Story, everybody. It's the sequel, everybody. One of there's, the most beloved And there's more movie. than that. I know. Yeah. But that was the one where I was like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? 
so this is this is the guy. Uh, so first of all, Black Christmas from '74, which a lot of people, uh, if if you're in the the horror world, a lot of people actually debate that this is the granddaddy of slasher films and oh. not Halloween. Oh, okay. Because this is the one that set up. This is the 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 sorority girls who are staying there over Christmas and gets there's a stalker that's Whoa. hiding in the the sorority house watching them. So there's lots of cuts of like the agree. eye in the peephole kind agree. of thing while the girls are doing their thing, and then one by one he starts picking them wow. off. And it's and that was '74, okay. which predates Halloween by sure at least does. four years. Okay. So a lot of people debate this is the one that started it, not Halloween. Okay. But Halloween's the one that's more sure. Fondly remembered. Uh, Porky's and Porky's 2, which he wrote and directed both of those. And then one of my personal favorite bad movies, Rhinestone. Oh, my God. With Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone. If you've never seen it. Oh, it's so I bad, but you got to watch it. It's so it. much fun. But, yeah, like you said, uh, A Christmas Story came after Porky's 2. And everybody knows that movie. This movie was also up for... Uh, Pretty good handful of awards uh, back in the stinker category. So we have nominated for Worst Picture, Least Special Special Effects. <laughs> Deserved. Worst Performance by a Child in a Feature Role featuring Deserved. all three triplets. Yep. Deserved. Most Painfully Unfunny Comedy. Yep. Deserved. One for, and this is the entire title of it, Worst Sense of Direction, and in parentheses, Stop Them Before They Direct Again for Bob Clark. Oh, Wow. 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 Additionally, I have this was Dom DeLuise's last theatrical film. Aww. Oh, that's sad. Dude, that is some lame dialogue. <laughs> Moving along to best line, worst line. Oh fuck! On that note, what there was one that I thought, and we were we you you touched on this before, where Dan was trying to excuse Elena's behavior, mm-hmm. and how Robin was like, oh, she's always trying to do blah blah, and she's trying to you know one up you and whatever, and he goes, I think she's just goal oriented is all. So there was that. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Did, um, you have a, did you have a best line? Uh, my best line actually uh, came from the nine one one. Uh, lady, she was my hobo in a barn <laughs> because she just had this perfect sarcastic attitude the entire time. I'm like, she did. this woman knows what movie she's in. Yeah, she did know. Um, but when he's explained, has been kidnapped by his aunt and blah 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 blah, and the two year my two year old daughter is the one who told me this or whatever. And he was like, okay, I know this must sound crazy. And pitch perfectly, she says, oh, no, sir, I get this kind of call all the time. <laughs> I was like, that's my favorite. It's good. My best line, it's going to be kind of hard to convey this one because um, it was when they're fighting in, in Joyland and you see the robotic Santa come up and he says, you know, I'll, I'll put a clip here. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, just the way he says it just made me laugh. <laughs> do, you, do you have a worse line? Well, I'm sure you they're do. all really bad. Um, yeah. But there, during the whole uh, ski um, incident yeah. thing, there was a lot of self Well, I don't know if it was if they were meaning to be referential, but um, Sly says to the first goon about 
you know, uh, the, you know uh, you're going to hit me in the gonads and blah, blah. He said, well, I think you've been seeing too many bad movies, pal. Um, yeah. you've, just, you've just nailed your movie right there. There yep. it is. Uh, mine was the end of the extremely unfortunate stroller scene. Oh, my God. Uh, when he got, finally gets out of the stroller and is walking away, and she says, or she had already, you know, his, I'll call you or whatever, or no, he doesn't say that. She says, call me. Uh, no, she says, don't forget, I'm listed oh, at that. I just. I had a tough call for a worse line, but I, I settled on this one that, that Basil says later on. Um, it, they're talking about Dr. Kinder, and he says, this is Dr. Kinder we're talking about, not Dr. Frankenstein, which is an odd comparison to make for someone who's a, we can only assume is Red Mary Shelley. Right. Right. Drinking game. Dare I say baby? <laughs> You'd be dead by the first 20 Again, minutes. Again, you guys um, have a different goal for these drinking games than I do <laughs> when I play this with these movies. The, my, my goal for the drinking game for watching this movie is to do all of the drinking before watching it. <laughs> Fair. Um... Because I the that I good I, dude baby that's five the minutes, only there. way I could ever watch this movie again is if I was so drunk I didn't even realize someone had hit play on it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so can we just call it baby and die? Baby, and baby die. and die. Yeah, baby and die. <laughs> no, what? baby and die. What did they do right in this movie? I'm gonna go ahead and go first in this one because mine's mine might be met with some disagreement. Of the things that I thought they did right in this movie, the thing that I appreciated the most was Kathleen Turner. Let me explain. (laughs) So, this movie, she was committed the entire time. This is a movie where you have some god-awful dialogue where any actor in this movie, and I look at Christopher Lloyd when I say this, could have just easily phoned it in and not given a shit. She completely embraced the relishing, like, the grand bombastic villain thing whenever she had like grand like you know she 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 hammed it up but for this kind of movie i thought that she felt the most in place i i didn't like her in this i didn't i because and i think part I, of it i've was seen because... her more dedicated in other things oh, sure. i mean and yeah. she 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 was definitely portraying what she needed to portray but I didn't feel that she was convinced that what she was doing was yeah. great. And oh, no, no. I'm not suggesting yeah. that. I'm just saying that she took the material that she, that she I obviously knew was shit. Right. And did her best with it. And I got to give her props yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you because I don't think she did. Okay. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I think, um, uh, who was it, Dan? Yeah. I, I think he was, Peter McNichols, yeah. thank you. Uh, I think he was the most dedicated yeah. of all of the actors in yeah. the film. He he was for me. They got him right. I think they got Ruby D right. Yeah. And at the end, they got Basil right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cinematography was fine. fine. I mean, it's uh, this is mm. no 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 no. The, like I said, this being the most Hollywood of movies we have seen mm-hmm. on this list so far. It definitely looked like one. Now, do not get cinematography f- confused for all the really horrible digital editing and CGI. Right. I'm, I'm talking about the close-ups. The, the crazy tight shots of people's faces, like, hamming, like mugging yeah. towards the camera. That's what drove me crazy. Oh. Uh, but, again, I cited Kathleen Turner as my favorite, so I can't yeah. talk. Right. 
I, I've, hey, I got no problem looking close up at Kathleen Turner. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the costuming was all good. It, what everybody wore, yeah. I thought, yeah. was fine. Yeah, there's not a whole lot they got right here. I mean, I think if they had the Tibetan, all that, all that. It's just, the screenplay is just a horrible mess. Horrible. The, the screenplay is a horrible mess, and I, I don't know if it's just it needed more work or there is stuff that they cut out in order to get to all the other goofy shit that they did. Yeah. But it just, it, as far as the story goes, it's a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Zip. Well, it's time we give this movie a rating. Can you help us out with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no rating, and that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Are we not doing it? <laughs> what? The flaming cinematic turd meter? <laughs> well, um, I, I, you know, I, I think we've said all their is that needs to be said about this movie. Um, and again, it would be really easy just to slap a five on this one. So that's exactly what I'm fucking doing. Five. All right. And there you have it. That is it for our episode of it came from the bottom brought to you. Of course, by head games entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Regina. Next time. The Touch of Satan. Yeah, and one of the guys, I can't remember his name, but one of them we know. Gary Coleman. That's his name? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I feel bad that he was in this movie. Um, But he was, are you, what are you, that's not his name. No. no, don't. <laughs> it's not it's not the, no, why are you doing that? Edit this all out, rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we'll not his we'll name. cut that part out. That's not who it is. We'll fix it boost. <laughs> yeah, you better cut that out. Um, <laughs> oh, I know so, who you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. um, hold on. Uh, Sam McMurray. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zip. Yes. Thank you for that. God. Sorry. Yeah. Sam McMurray, um, who's um, been in tons of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Yes. <laughs> and uh, his family values. Give me that look, you gullible <laughs> goop. He's been on Unbreakable with Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. He's been he, in He's a lot been of stuff. in tons of stuff.